Well, welcome back to Think Better Soon. It's the Positive Podcast. Ooh, that was a high note. I'm Jason Noon along with... J.P. Michael Jackson Bradley. And J.P., I'm pretty sure for the record, this is our first three-part episode ever. I think so. Yeah. So this is, right. this, is the th this is our third and final chapter on Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Yeah. Mr. Peterson. I always hear uh, Ferris Bueller's day off whenever um, he's calling into the school. And he, this is Mr. Peterson. Every time we say Jordan <laughs> Peterson, I hear that going through my head. Uh, that's great, man. What a great movie. I saw that in Ashland at the Midtown Cinemas with my mother in 1986. Oh, so I that was remember. probably, yeah, I don't usually take 11-year-olds to that movie, but, you know. Sure. I had sure a really cool mom. Yeah, so we went and saw Ferris Bueller when I was 11. It gave me a lot of ideas. I think I had a few more tardies that next year. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> um, Ferris was definitely a good talker. And uh, if you look at rule number nine from Peterson's rules, he says, assume that the person you are listening to might know something you don't. Bam. <clears throat> That's a good what segue. Yeah, what I, do you think I, about that, JP? I, I like that. Uh, I think this is something that I have uh, – I won't say naturally adopted over the past couple of years, but the the more I'm around people, the more I learn uh, that one, there's multiple ways to skin a cat and my way shouldn't just be the only way. And so just through my own experiences, I'm, I'm learning how valuable it is to really engage people, let them speak, let them talk, let me hear what they have to say. And I think that's yeah, kind of that, the idea behind this. Peterson talks about in your conversations and your ability to listen that you ha you have to actively engage in humility mm -hmm. on some level, which is not always the easiest thing. Uh, no, uh, for me, I can I can say for sure. But you know, Peterson's point is what you don't know is far more important than what you do know. You know, we know what we know, but we don't know what we don't know. I think one thing I took from this work is. Something that hinders this this ability to uh, listen to others really well is when somebody knows something we don't know, we can become rather defensive sometimes. Ooh, yeah, yeah. We we hate, to, especially when they're younger, and they may be uh, have less experiences than what we yeah. do, and they come in with yeah, a step ahead of us on a couple of these items. But I've got an example to talk about from a couple of years ago when I was on a business trip where I was fortunate enough to be able to really live into this. I think I had my motives were a little different than what he's talking about. But I love this idea, JP, and something we should teach everybody is do you want to be right or do you want to be learning? Mm -hmm. You know, do you want to be, be the all do you want to be an all knowing tyrant or do you want to be a humble person who has the ability to listen to people when they talk? You know, it's pretty important for us to be able to listen to folks because they'll tell us all kinds of things. That's the other thing yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, good or bad or indifferent. There, there's a there's a lot we can learn. But but it's a you know twelve rules to life. You know here we are talking about thinking positive, and we can really be a better person by listening more. Not not just so that we could say we listen more, but we might actually realize there's a lot we can learn by shutting our trap. Which is something well, I, I had to learn to do. The example I have uh, is back in 2020, maybe somewhere around there, 2020. In the fall, I was invited on a trip to Pinehurst 
uh, with one of my manufacturers that I represent. And uh, there were three, well, there are four people on the trip, but there were three people who do what I do, me and two other guys, one from uh, Memphis, one from Virginia, and then there was me. And they're both younger than me. And I, when I thought about it, you know, I, at the time I had 20 years doing what I do in my position that I'm in. And both these guys had far fewer years. And one of them was the owner of his company. And he'd only been doing it for like two or three years. He came from a different part of the industry. So it would have been easy for me to to not listen to those guys, to discount uh, what they might have to share. And again, from my motives, like the fact that I knocked this out of the park with this role, my motive was I didn't necessarily want to give up all of my tricks and trades, but I, I loved listening to these guys, you know, because they will tell you all sorts of things. Jordan Peterson's right about that. And some of the stuff they talked about being younger and, and uh, you know, a little more innovative, when you're the the leader and you're the mature person in the market, you're not always innovative. And these guys had embraced some some online tools some things that we weren't even thinking about. And as a result, I just let those guys talk, JP. <laughs> and how much did you learn? <laughs> I learned all kinds of stuff. I mean, I learned how their people are compensated. I learned, you know, their commission structures. I don't, I didn't share a whole lot. I mean, I think I talked in, in uh, generalities on my side of things, but I left there who it was like the most amazing trip. And I, First phone call I made was to the, our main folks at, at our company and said, look, I don't care if we got to take this out of my commissions. We are going to embrace uh, this thing called the lighting exchange and, and uh, we're going to completely redo our website because our website's not great. And it's totally revolutionized our, our company. So I think it's, it's a boy, he's right about that. You know, this ninth rule of life. If you're listening out there on our podcast right now, if you can this week go into situations and, and assume that the person that you're listening to knows something you don't, you better believe they do. And yeah. uh, how about this quote, JP? Can you read this quote to wrap up number nine? Yeah, only a fool learns through his own experience, but the wise person learns through the experience of others. Hmm. You know that, And that is something I have, I've constantly told my son, uh, and I've told some other kids, it's like, you know, please, Learn from my mistakes. You know, I would much rather you go through life and and not have to fall into the same pits that I did. And 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 so moving forward, I'm also trying to do the same things. I'm I'm talking to you know my dad. I'm talking to uh, people that are older than me that 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 I can learn from to say, hey, you know, what are some of the things that you did wrong that that I can I can. Uh, veer away from to, to keep myself on the right path. I definitely think that we should do everything within our power to learn from other people's experiences. Now we're going to talk in, in uh, at the end of this podcast about rule number 12, which is, or rule number 11, I'm sorry. And rule number 11 is kind of the opposite of that. And that's the fact that we, we are going to have situations where we can only learn through our own experiences, but oh, yeah. it needs to be a good mixture. We don't want to go through life and only learn from others. And we don't go, go through life and only left, learn from our experiences. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely think it's wonderful to, and that's one thing with the franchise world that Molly is in. I absolutely adore getting to learn from other people. And, uh, and I, I think having that, the humble posture, JP, that, and that we've, we've stayed on nine for a while, but it's such a good one. If you can have humility and know that you have something to learn from everybody you interact with, uh, things are going to go well for you in this life. Yeah. And it's amazing how a different perspective may shed some light on something new for you. And you, you'll never gain that knowledge unless you give somebody the opportunity to, to teach it to you.
tell you one thing that you and I probably have a very high ceiling on is rule number 10, because <laughs> we, we get on this podcast, we don't, we very rarely edit it unless you cuss and use profanity like you did a few weeks ago, accidentally. <laughs> yeah, I did. Can't remember what word you were trying to say, but who I had to cut that out. That was terrible. But be precise in your speech, JP. Talk to me about the importance of precision and clear communication to avoid misunderstandings and promote effective dialogue. When when I was a a young younger lad in my line of work, I was sitting at a at a table. We were in negotiations, and I'll never forget the words out of the chief spokesperson for our side. And he, this was right at the beginning of negotiations. He looked across the table and he said, I want everybody here to understand something. I'm going to be very specific with my wording and don't read past what I say. I'm going to tell you exactly what I mean. And I'm going to mean exactly what I say. And it was just kind of setting the table so that throughout the negotiations, Everybody would understand that his words were going to be very direct, and there was no need to 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 confuse what he was trying to say, and and that's something that that I have to do whenever I'm sitting across the across the room from from the people I'm working with is to say I'm going to be very specific with what I want, and I want you to hear that so that you don't think I want something different, but I also in turn want you to be specific to me and what a what a, a a great way to accomplish something through specific speech so you you engage in this quite frequently when you're doing your day job yeah when i'm negotiating you have to because i have to be very clear on what my objectives are and i don't want i don't want it to be confused you know i don't want them to think i'm going after a one thing and they start uh, tailoring their their uh, counter uh, their their counters to me, and and completely miss what I'm trying to get at. So um, it's 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 vital to to have specific language. In Peterson says that when you define when you define issues, define define problems with precision, and we carefully choose our words, uh, that that specificity can help turn the chaos into something that can be dealt with, you know? Yeah. Um, one thing around my house that, that I can be guilty of and I get in trouble for and I try to work on is speaking in absolutes. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's one thing around here is if you say you never do that or you always do that, that's pretty lazy. And yeah. uh, my, my, my wife doesn't, doesn't like that language. You know, I don't think any, any female enjoys that language. I've actually told a lot of people, I have become an effective arguer with the union because my wife trained me how to argue at home because no, that's true. I, you know, I, I, I learned how to think of a point, argue that point versus when I first started out, first started out in, in my marriage, you know, I would just, I would just blurt out things kind of like you, you're always, you're never uh, and. Just so I'm working on that. I'm working on that. Well, yeah. if you dig a little deeper in this chapter, Peterson says that you're going to have some uh, uneasiness with with situations and obstacles when they're vague. Uh, you'll struggle with those things until you can define them explicitly, you know, and give them kind of a, a, a name, really, really be able to to put it into a concrete kind of form. 
So it, as, it just in life, if you get about work for a second, but when, uh, you know, when you're trying to summarize something, you just really have to pick your words wisely. Are you good at that? You think all around doing that? I think I've gotten better, but I'm, you know, I'm a hillbilly from Kentucky. We, we do better to speak in generalities. <laughs> and I, so it's something I have to constantly work on. But I also see the value in it because whenever I'm talking to my wife about something very specific that I want to, to have happen, I'm, I'm learning how to, how can I truly say it so that she can hear it and understand it? Well, in some of the, the uh, studying we did outside of the book, I saw this analogy of a, where somebody summarized this chapter. And uh, I'm going to read it to you, JP. I think it's, it I think it's a great, great way to kind of sum this up. If you happen to have cancer somewhere in your body, you want to know where it's at as soon as possible so that you can be specific and do something about it. And the, the author asked the question, you know, why would you not treat every problem in your life with that same clarity, that same urgency to be able to define it? So I think that uh, being precise in your speech cuts across everything we do. You know, defining our goals, dealing with issues. I, I love it. You know, it gives structure to the chaos. Right, JP? I like it. Structure to the chaos. Yeah. So it helps us, helps us develop new goals, navigate life. So just remember uh, to try to be as precise as you can. And then uh, tell me about number 11, JP. This is a cute one, but it makes, it makes a lot of sense. You know, this, I think this one, uh, the intro is saying, do not bother children when they are skateboarding. You know, let there be some sort of level of risk-taking risk and exploration. Man, I can't talk. And exploration for personal growth and development. That's right. Risking and exploration. I like that. Yeah, and he uses this analogy of, of skateboarders because he says the act is, you know, it's reasonably dangerous. Um, and you can push the boundaries, you can, you can get creative, uh, and that danger is really an important thing for people to, to, to do in life because you develop character, you develop resilience. One thing with, uh, my daughters, when they were growing up, you know, I would basically put them on a bicycle and I remember my oldest wiping out really badly one day yeah. and, uh, yeah. I, mean, I didn't I didn't know if we we're gonna have to like take her to the hospital or something, but she ended up getting back on her bike and doing well. So I, I think that this idea that we need to allow folks to try dangerous and challenging things is an important thing to talk about, JP. Yeah, and I like how in the uh in the in in this intro it, it talks about how it's essential for personal growth and development. And there was uh there was a, a podcast I was listening to, I can't remember which one it was. Um, but, uh, Hinter, I think is his name, Hinter Grace, Gracie. He's part of the jujitsu family, the Gracies, you know, like Horace Gracie and all of that group. And, um, they are, are just amazing jujitsu artists. But, uh, one of the things he was talking about was how you never, nobody really understands how capable their body is until you really kind of push yourself to to go through things that one you think you can't achieve but once you put yourself out there and you just kind of take that that focus of oh can I do this and and, and you turn that into I can do this you know I'm going to 
I'm going to, I'm going to make something happen. But, uh, he, he was talking about, he called it Hintergy, which was kind of neat. But, uh, but anyway, he was, he was also talking about how, you know, like Marines, they come in and, and the, the, what they do to their body physically. It's just amazing to see how, you know, we think we can only do 10 push ups, but in reality, we could probably do 200 if we really put our mind to it. Yeah, so I, I think that Chapter 11 is great because we live in a world that probably more so now than ever before, there are definitely people that are, are living an easy life. It makes me think of Theodore Roosevelt. You know, he, he wrote that, uh, that piece, The Strenuous Life, that, uh, and Vince Lombardi, you know, the, the man in the arena. But just this idea that uh, we really need to challenge ourselves and, and push ourselves and that that's really more important than taking the easy, soft way out, right? Yeah, I, uh, you know, kind of think of my dad and uh, once he had his event uh, where he, he went, found out he had cancer and he was paralyzed from his waist down. My, um, uh, I took him out because we, we bought a, a, a vehicle that was adaptive for handicapped people. And, you know, you're only using your hands. So it's just totally different than, than what anybody is used to. You're, you, you know, we generally use our, our, our feet to, to push the gas, hit the braking. Um, and here it was just total control of your hands and just watching him that first time we went out, he was so afraid and he, 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 it's kind of like this situation of, of allowing people to get out there on their, on their skateboard. You know, I was sitting in the passenger seat. My dad was going maybe 20 miles an hour and I swear to you, I I felt like I was going to die. I mean, it just, there was something scary about it, but it was, it was interesting to watch him kind of play that risk and, and, and really, uh, see that, you know, he may be challenged right now, but he can, he can still work through this. That's a, I mean, that's a wonderful story. And, you know, uh, you think of Cal going through that. It's a good example that we shouldn't bother children when they're skateboarding or our fathers when they're learning how to drive with their hands, you know, after (laughs) being paralyzed from the waist down. And and we're going to talk a little bit about the, the, the importance of perspective later, but, uh, but that definitely puts a lot of things in perspective when you have to learn a new, a new skill to learn a new at way, yeah. th- that age with new ways of doing it. Shoo. Well, the only way that any of us JP can grow is through encountering difficult, challenging, dangerous situations uh, where we can develop resiliency, you know, because mm-hmm. without that, it's, it's, it's hard to be able to survive the difficult world we live in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if, you know, you look at uh, even your family, all the, the risks that you all have taken and the rewards that taking those risks have, have uh, generated. And I think the same with me and my wife and my family, you know, we've taken risks. We've moved out of our hometown. We've, uh, you know, I think my wife and, and her going through, uh, going to back to school at a late age, but she fought through it. She took that risk. And I did the same thing going for my MBA and, and uh, you, you really learn how, how capable you are, even in those, those risky situations. Yeah, it's kind of risk, resilience, and, and uh, you hang in there and it can lead to rewards. And I love Rule 12 because it's just like, you know, he probably could have made it 11 rules. But Rule 12 mm-hmm. is important, JP, because I've been reading another book uh, about habits that we should have. And one of those is, is kind of uh, just really embracing the present, you know. And we talked about that in the last episode about giving life meaning and, and really knowing when you're in the throes of meaning and how 
good that is. And so rule number 12 is pet a cat, which I can't stand cats. Pet a cat. <laughs> yeah, now they're okay. I'm just allergic to them. Pet a cat like or a dog when you encounter one on the street. What do you think about that that rule, JP? That lighthearted <laughs> rule? Well, I I am one that I can't stand animals, but I am one that yeah, ever since I've had a child in my home, there have been there there have been animals galore. I mean, you would have thought I, I'd run a zoo, uh, but anyway, I'm, pe- I'm petting it, a dog. I'm actually petting a dog right now. Cause, yeah, because she I've, broke I've into my one. podcast studio, Lexi over yeah, here. Yeah, well, yeah. So, but I think um, I think you know we're all in chaos. You know, there's all kinds of of nuttiness going on around us. And I think the importance of at some point just kind of slowing down and saying, hey, you know, even whenever with my dad, you know, he was going through a bunch of chaos with his cancer and being paralyzed. But we were always able to look back and say, you know, there's there's still some small wins that we can celebrate, um, even with the car, the with the adaptive equipment. You know, we weren't quite sure how he was going to going to move around town once the the paralysis was uh there and because you know all the cars he had he couldn't drive we, we just had no clue but at one point we were looking back on man you know with with the wheelchair with the the uh, handicap equipment that's in the vehicle he can be his own individual and it was uh it was a nice even in the, all of that chaos it was a nice moment for him to sit back and say yeah, but but look at this. You know, the, here here's some improvements that I can I can celebrate. Well, I got to say that you know after hearing you say that and 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 some of the stuff you shared on this episode, I would say Cal Bradley is the poster child for this rule because it's all about your perspective, whether mm. no matter how you look at life, but if you can enjoy the things in the present, appreciate those small everyday pleasures like petting a cat or stopping and smelling the roses, but just the, the wonders of, of living in the present and being appreciative of the present. Your dad, I mean, he definitely has that down pat. You know, yeah, and he does. And I would say my dad's similar, you know, uh, my dad does a really good job of kind of living in the day and yeah. just being thankful for that day. So uh, I thought this was interesting. He says, sometimes it's about noticing, not thinking, you know, we, we talk about think better soon. Uh, this is more about yeah. noticing better soon. Just trying to take it, take a deep breath and uh, being wowed by all the surrounding, just the wonder of everything, JP. Yeah. And, and I guess, you know, maybe uh, just to tag along with what you said, uh, you know, Jordan Peterson is saying, stop. And if a cat walks up to you, you know, just pet it, you know, go ahead and stop doing what you're doing, thinking about what you're thinking about and, and, and pet the cat. But uh, I kind of see that as, in the middle of, of everything you're going through, there are most likely going to be some distractions that come your way. And, you know, we always try to say eliminate distractions, keep distractions out. But maybe those distractions are are your kids. You know, maybe it's uh, uh, something that you can celebrate with your wife. And sure, it may be a distraction from what you've got going on throughout the day. But you know, those little distractions, maybe we do need to let some of those in to just to help help our perspective be more positive than than, um, you know, being upset. 
And if you happen to watch this uh, on Spotify on the video podcast, you'll see I have a cat over my shoulder. So uh, it's good to have cats. That's a cat from Memorial Coliseum. So that's an old school cat. Found that at a cool shop here in Lexington. Uh, Really, I want to throw this in there, JP, as we wrap this up, that the um, I was reading this other book and it talks about how the as far as currency goes, the past is a canceled check and the future is a promissory note that may or may not happen. But the present is actually cash money. Like we have we have to make use of the present because that's the only cash we got. Everything in the past has already been spent. It's already come back and it's got stamps on the back of it, deposited, uh, paid out. Um, but but in the present, we get to really live, you know, and yeah. I, I think that's that's what this is all about is how do we make our presence the very best they can be our present life, if you will. Yeah, the today, you know, you you showed that and this is veering off the topic, but you, you uh, showed the cat there yesterday, whenever I was going through some of my uh, boxes trying to get through memorabilia, I came across this little this little sucker. This is when Rick Pitino came to Kentucky. Oh yeah, I actually had a uh, had a cousin that um, worked in the athletic department there, so uh, he got us all kinds of great stuff. But that was a uh, signed picture of Rick Pitino to me. So I, I, you know, I got that. What when did he come? The he came in uh, nineteen ninety. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know that's a few years ago. I just now found it again, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up in a, in a frame, put it on the wall somewhere. But. Yeah, definitely. That is a great piece of memorabilia. Well, I think just to wrap this episode up, JP, the, these rules of life, you know, they help us succeed in in all the chaos that uh, yeah. that we encounter, and yeah. they help us manage and and give order to our lives. You know. Yeah, and enjoy it. Helps us enjoy it. You know, not just order, but some satisfaction and and uh and just loving life it's well, these good, three are good it's a good thing you know listen to other folks because they know something you don't know and uh yep. when you say something try to say it as clearly as you possibly can and yeah um take on some challenges do some things that scare you or you know like your jimmy v stuff you know things that make you laugh and cry and uh, yeah what was the other one laugh cry and spend some time in thought the number 12 is is just kind of slow down every now and then and, and, and let some distractions in so that you can help keep things into perspective. That's right. Well, and we're going to have a new topic next week. I don't even know what it is yet. No, we don't. I don't know. I can't wait to hear. But this has been great. So until next episode, yeah. we hope you've enjoyed this. And uh, thanks for listening. Yes. Testing. One, two, three. Testing. That's all I can say is testing. Testing.